Hello everyone, I'm Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet, about to be joined by actually Scott Billick from the Winnipeg Sun, because Kenny is busy doing, well, it's his job, that's what he does. Kenny's out there doing his job. It's going to be a little bit before he joins us. A little bit hectic here at the Kenny and Rennie Christmas party. It's been a good night. Uh, still a lot of people hanging around. We're going to try and get the show up on the screen here as we do this, but Scotty Billick's going to join us in just a little bit after I give my whole spiel that you all know about. We'll get the spiel going here. Uh, after a, a, a game in which I think a lot of people out there are going to look at that and think, this is the kind of game that Rennie is not happy with. I disagree. I know that the Winnipeg Jets essentially got doubled in shots. Yeah, they got more than doubled in shots. I know that this was a game in which it seemed like they were extremely slow out of the gate, and they were. They didn't get a lot of goal, sorry, shots starting out there. We all know about the Jets. We all know about their ability to kind of make things happen with very little. They get a goal on their first uh, three shots, and it's one of these games where it looked like, for the most part, the Seattle Kraken were chasing the Jets for the entire game. And that's what the Winnipeg Jets do. That's what they're good at. They're a team that is able to capitalize on these things. But I'll, I'll say this. The one thing I take away from this game, and I don't want to be the excuse guy, but let's go. I'm going to be that excuse guy. The Jets played last night. They played less than 24 hours ago. This was a game that, as it wore on, the Seattle Kraken should have been the better team. And I know that the Seattle Kraken are in a little bit of a tough spot right now. They've been on a little bit of a skid. But... This is still a very capable team. I'm convinced after watching them tonight, this is a team that, listen, if you draw them in the playoffs, I'm not saying the Seattle Kraken are going to the Stanley Cup final. I will tell you this. I think the Seattle Kraken are one of those teams that will be hard to beat. They're a hard out. So if you are going to get draw the Seattle Kraken, if they happen to drop down into uh, a wild card spot or something like that, if you're the Winnipeg Jets, it's not a team you want to draw. And I think the last two games that we've seen between those two teams – Okay. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. We're just going to check on our settings here. Our settings guy uh, is checking to make sure everything works here. Yeah, it looks like my AirPods stole this. So we'll put the mic on. Hopefully that'll check it, change things out. Uh, I think, uh, hey, it's not, uh, it's not Kenny and Rennie if there's not audio issues. Um, but to get back to this, I take a look at, at this game and I think this is a team that the Jets may be facing going forward in the playoffs. They're going to be a hard out. I always go back to that year that the Calgary Flames went to the Stanley Cup final. I saw them play a game earlier in the year against the Vancouver Canucks. My brother-in-law and I went there and I remember I walked out of there and the Vancouver Canucks were supposed to be the team. And it was a great game. The Calgary Flames were a great team in that game. And I said to my brother-in-law, that Calgary Flames team, I don't know how far they're going to go, but they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And I take a look at the way that the Seattle Kraken played that game. They are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And I'm convinced of that from the two games we saw the Winnipeg Jets play. But all that said, the point is the Seattle Kraken team is a good team. They play a good defensive game, and the Winnipeg Jets ran into a team on very little rest with injury issues. They ran into a team that is a tough team to play against, regardless of what you're facing that night. And I think the Jets coming out of that game basically tied with about four minutes left and losing that game. It's not a situation. It's not a reason to panic. This is the Winnipeg Jets running into a really good team and putting up what I thought was a good game and most importantly, playing the Rick Bonus system to the point 
that and the point of the Rick bonus system is it's supposed to give you a chance to win every single game on any given night. And that's what I thought happened here tonight. The Winnipeg Jets, despite getting outshot, despite being tired, were in that game right until the very end. And I think that's something, if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, despite the out shooting that happened, it's something to be happy about. That's my take on it. We're going to get uh, the take of not Kenny. This is where I usually bring Kenny into the show. He's not ready to go in here, but we do have Scott Billick here. And hey, I wanted to play this video last night. We weren't able to do it because uh, Kenny wouldn't let me do it. Kenny, Kenny wears the pants in this relationship, and that's what happened. But uh, we're going to premiere the video. Sounds like everyone's happy about it. The, 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 the live chat room is ready for Scotty Billick to have his song. We all know he loves the song Sandstorm. Well, our guy Tristan Rivers created with the flute Snowstorm. Let's bring him in. Here's our guy Scotty Billick right now. <laughs> Scotty, there you are, my guy. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of a delay. The show is being played. I can barely over, hear you, Over here. Well, you're going to have to make do with what you got. Turn up whatever you can here. But, I can hear uh, there's a bit of a delay in the show here. <laughs> One of the things people know, Scotty Billick loves Sandstorm. Yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> there's to a, There's a delay. It's going to make it tricky. Scott, you got to figure this out. This is an old broadcast trick. Sometimes what happens in broadcast is there's a sound delay in the background. You just got to learn to live with it. But uh, Scotty loves Sandstorm. Uh, we know Adam Lowry loves Sandstorm. My camera guy, Colin Jensen, put that video together knowing they both loved it. Uh, Scotty, what do you think of your video? I mean, that's incredible. I mean, what do you that's the first time I've seen it. Adam Lowry? I mean... <laughs> We already, the funny thing is like Adam and I already laugh about this, right? So it, it's funny. We have this like weird connection about it. So um, yeah, unreal. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. And uh, yeah, my head's moving. Oh, it's, it's got my best side on all of them. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there is a journalist in the world that is intrinsically linked to one song as you are to Sandstorm. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, as fun as that is, we should probably get into talking at the task at hand. Give me an idea what you thought of that game here tonight. As much as you could watch with the chat room say. Uh, tearing us in, in 20 different directions, which I absolutely love. I'm going to be honest. I had like half an eye on this hockey game uh, out of two full eyes. I had half an eye, so about a quarter of my attention. But I think that's enough for us to figure it out here. What did you see in the game tonight, Scotty? Yeah, I mean, well, I think it was part of it was the, the lamplighter ale that was uh, floating. So shout out to Trans Canada uh, for having us here tonight. Um, but no, I, I, it was a good game. Um, I mean, obviously not a good result. I don't think anybody in here was uh, too happy about it, but I'm not sure everybody is too upset about it either. I mean, back to back. I know you pulled out the excuse on uh, that they played the other night, uh, last night. But um, You don't like that? 
No, no, no. I'm I'm sort of agreeing with you. Like, I mean, you know, I, I still thought they played a tight game. Um, but I, I, you know, the first period was kind of uh, uh, a. There we go. <laughs> the, the, first period the, the delay that's been... happening is I just took the sip of beer that you're seeing at home. Like about <laughs> seeing it ten seconds ago, they're just seeing it now. The delay, so uh, yeah. I love it. I love um, it. Go but on. I mean, the first period they got a shot what nine to three, and at some point it was sixteen to four. Um, I think that was somewhere in the second period, obviously. But uh, you know, I thought they stayed in it. Um, I like. <laughs> They're listening. It's so weird because we hear it and then we talk about it. Then they hear it and then they are reacting to something we've already reacted to and talked about. Yeah, so got to figure it out in real time here, bud. We got to figure it out. All right. But the, the, finish the, your the point. Game winner, the game winner was an unbelievable shot, right? Um, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure what Brennan Dillon might have been doing on that goal. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, it's a it's a three-two loss, a tight game on the back-to-back. Um, I don't I don't really have you know a, a whole lot of bad things to say about the game, um, but uh, I thought they played the game well. Yeah, um, well, I'm not sure where you want to take it from here, but we should probably address the audience a little bit here. So one yeah. of the things that we we're hoping to happen here tonight was there's there's some people in the room. Who, who are usually wrong in their takes in the chat room. T. Will, I'm not mentioning names, but I'm going to name T. Will. Uh, one of the things about this is, oh, I, I, did I just mention his name? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I did that. That totally slipped out of my mouth. I can't believe that happened. But what we're hoping for here, Scotty, is to get some reaction from the audience to some of the takes that we're doing here. I know Kenny's not here for a while, so the booze will come later in the show when yeah, Ken yeah. gets here. But in the meantime, uh, just we're inviting everyone to, uh, at this point, if, if there's comments that want to be made, we don't mind handing over the mic. If there's questions anybody has, they can come on over, jump into the show. That's the point of this. We've there's going to be a line, Jeff, Johnny. People. Well, there's, there was a long line for the for the Trans-Canada Brewing uh, goods earlier tonight. So hopefully we can get that good that much of a line for the microphone later but uh scotty um when you take that away let's start right off uh and and get your lamp lighter of the game i'm interested in what you got going on here and and, and there's a right answer to this there's uh. one right answer and i was talking to someone earlier on there's one right answer to the lamp lighter of the game and i'm interested to see if you're gonna get it well is it the people here i mean <laughs> well Really? Okay, there's two right answers. Okay. But stop sucking up to the crowd and do your job for a second here, Scotty Bellick. What's the lamp later? This isn't my here? show. I'm the guest. I, I'm just, yeah, no. Um, Am I supposed to get, I'm supposed to get, this is the thing where it's like, I'm, I'm going to be wrong. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't, right? So um, I, I like, I, I like Jared McCann's goal. I mean, I know it's, that's probably, it's a game winner. But it, and I also liked, was it Eberle's backhand? Was it the backhand up over the? I mean, those two are kind of neck. That's and neck the right answer. You yeah, got the like, right answer. There's neck it's, and neck, so it's funny because someone came up to me earlier on tonight and they said, like, almost begrudgingly, and I get it. There's times that that when you're giving the lamplighter to someone who's not a Winnipeg Jet, it gets to be a little bit problematic. But on certain nights, there's just a goal that's like that's the lamplighter, right? You lamp yeah. the light, you light the lamp like that. That's how it goes, and that was it. Because I mean, that's that is an absolutely huge goal, a gorgeous goal. There's nothing to be said about it. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, and so let's throw it out here. I gotta say, um, the if you uh, can, want to join in 
and jump in on the uh, eight packs of lamp lighter. We're giving one away every show. All you got to do is share with us your goal of the game, your lamp lighter of the game. We've been handing out every 10 minutes. And hold on, I'm going to pause here. We're Stonewall Dave. Hand out one in front of the crowd here. I'm going to do my random number generator. But if you're at home and you want in on this, you got to uh, jump in. Uh, and give us your lamplighter of the game, and that will open you up to the opportunity to win a frosty, delicious. And I can tell you, talk to anyone who's in this room here, they are oh. both frosty and delicious. Uh, if you want a frosty, delicious pack of eight, eight pack of lamplighter, Amber Ale, uh, let us know what your lamplighter of the game was, and you enter for that. And if you can't wait for that, Come on down to TransCanada Brewing Company, where we are right now. Join them in the tap room. This place is absolutely phenomenal. We had pizza here tonight. We had a lot of drinks. It was a lot of fun. One twelve ninety Keniston. If you haven't been here, you are missing out. Check it out. Uh, the ribeye tacos. Oh my goodness, you got to try those things. They are phenomenal. The pizza can. Oh, oh, the, the pizza. pizza absolutely oh. out of this world. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to ask you a question, Scotty. We're going to go in that direction. Um, I, I think it's, it's hard to talk when it's consistency, right? I've always said this as a right. journalist, when the same thing keeps happening over and over again, it's hard to talk about it over and over again, right? Because it seems like it's, it's like, it just seems like you're talking about the same thing over again. Yeah. And something has to be said about Adam Lau, or sorry, not Adam Lau, about Josh Morrissey and the fact that he just keeps showing up over and over and over again. He's getting his, I don't want to call it a token point. He's getting his point every single game. He's showing up every single game that consistently is blowing my mind but just give me an idea of what you're seeing from josh morrissey that he just continues to be the driver on this team more confidence look at the goal like look at the slap pass on the opening goal right like like i think that's the biggest thing it, that's just such a brilliant play i mean he could unload it there there was room for him to go top shelf or at least try it um but he puts it back into the center of the ice and mark shifley just has an easy tap in but i mean it's just it's so it's yeah it's just so the confidence is everything to me for him and and that leads to the consistency um and and the points they like it all just snowballs right like he's he's got all these points he keeps getting the points he's two more tonight he's up to 30 assists on this season leading nhl defenseman i i believe still he's three points off of his off of his career high now maybe two now actually um but yeah like i mean he's just yeah it, the consistency breeds from his confidence. I think everybody has a um, the belief in him this year is is off the charts, um, from the head coach all the way to his teammates, right? Um, and I mean, he's playing like he he's playing like the best defenseman in the NHL. Um, it wasn't the first time you know here tonight that that people corrected when you said Morrissey and, and you called him Norrissey. Uh, yeah. Tonight, right? I mean, so yeah, to me, it's it's it's. It's just it's just pure confidence, um, and he hasn't lost it. And he's had it since game one this season, um, and with every assist, with every goal, with every point that he puts on the board, um, I, I think it just keeps fueling that tank. So what's interesting about what he keeps doing time and time again, it's hard to do this. It's hard to fake people out from the blue line. But this is one of these situations where the goaltender, the defender, everyone on the ice thinks Josh Morrissey is stepping up to try and blast that puck entirely yeah. past um, every everybody on the ice. And it's just a perfect pass. And if you see that pass, just barely, it's millimeters away from the defender's stick, right? 
and and yet it is perfectly on Mark Shifley's stick. And there's so much that I love about this, and so much that I keep talking about. Scott, I think I've made the point on this show. What I want to see from the Jets going forward is sustainable offense, sustainable style play yep. that not only works during the season, but works in the playoffs. And one of the ways that you do that is you go hard to the net, right? And so that's that yep. situation. That that play develops. Mark Shifley, again, is in the face-off circle, and he's the first guy to the front of the net, and then all of a sudden he's tapping that in. Now it looks like an easy goal. It looks like a breakdown. But this is the kind of hockey that wins you games at the hardest part of the year. That's what I like about that. But that play doesn't happen if Josh Morrissey doesn't fool absolutely everybody on the ice to right. create that tap-in goal. And that's the thing, right? When you get that tap-in goal, yeah, it looks nice. Oh, Ken's trying to get uh, someone's attention over here. Um, when you get those tap-in goals, it's because you fooled everybody. And the further yeah. you are from the net, the harder it is to fool everybody. And Josh Morrissey, time and time and time again throughout this year, keeps fooling everybody on the ice except for the guy that he's setting up in front of the net. Yeah. I love that play. Josh Morrissey is playing at another level. I love using the term cerebral because we're seeing it so often, and we should see it, Scott. We talk time and time again. We've talked yeah. for years about how the Jets are like sports geeks, right? They're sports geeks. And, and they're students of the game. And so what we should see is them being cerebral players above other teams. I think that what Rick Bonus has brought out, despite work ethic, despite good culture, is he's really brought out the cerebral nature of the Winnipeg Jets and allowed them to be the smartest team on the ice the majority of the times that we see them out there. And I don't think that's any more evident in, a play, in any player other than Josh Morrissey, who's, who's like... Let's talk about this. There's a lot of people out there who will talk about Josh Morrissey and say that he's too small to be a first defenseman, right? All of a sudden, right. we're talking about him in the Norris conversation, but we're only like half a year or less, four months, three months removed from people saying, well, Josh Morrissey is never going to be big enough to be a first string defenseman or a 1A defenseman. And now he's here proving everyone wrong, but there's a way he does it. He's not Shea Weber. He's not six foot six. He's not beating people up. He's not boxing people out. And yet you never take the puck off him. Despite some, on most nights, there's probably seven guys on the other side of the ice who have a strength advantage, maybe have a speed advantage. But Josh Morrissey is smart, knows how to protect the puck, knows where to put it when he's got the puck. And we just keep seeing this time and time again. And I think this is another unheralded part of the Rick Bonus era that we yeah. really aren't talking about enough is that the Jets are a smart team and they got smarter under Rick Bonus. Well, it's almost like he unleashed it, right? Right? Like, I mean, it's almost like he's like, okay, well, you guys got your diploma. Now go and, and do something. And and I, I agree. I mean, I, I think... I think you're seeing it from more than just, I mean, you know, not, it's not just Josh Morrissey. It's weird just to be talking to a screen and Sean's not here. So uh, uh, it's weird, but uh, no, work I, with I, it, I, Scotty. I'm working. I'm not as, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I think that, I think it's always been there for Josh. I mean, I think you go right back to his WHL days and you saw it, but somewhere along the line, um, he was asked to do something, different mostly just play defense the whole time and he wasn't able to do his kind of you know be able to show his offensive instincts i think we've seen a smart josh morsey defensively for a long time um but i don't think we've seen um the capability that he has at least in the nhl 
um, to be that that offensive player um, to show what he has you know done for the majority of his well not even just his adult career um, but also when he was in his last couple of years of junior as well so no I, I agree with you I mean I, I think Rick Bonus has, has brought a lot of, out of this team more than just galvanizing them more than just providing them with confidence but allowing them to go and play the game that they want to play um, and and allowing them and 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 catering a, a system and and, and a, a game plan that 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 is to their strengths, each individual strengths, um, especially guys like Josh and that. Um, you know, he wanted the defense to come keep coming up the ice, and, and that's what they've been doing, and it's shown. I think they're up to like, I don't think a defenseman scored tonight, but they're up to like 15 goals now uh, in 31 games. Uh, they had 24 all of last season, you know, so it's just putting guys in situations to succeed. I think that's one of the best things that Rick Bonus does is, he, yeah, he puts guys in the right situations where they can have success themselves. Uh, good stuff. Okay. Uh, we, we've we made the people wait long enough. Like I said, get ready for the booze to start happening because Kenny and his ice cold takes are ready to drop into the show here. Uh, we know we love the, the the music. Loved your song, Scott. I hope you loved it too. Tristan Rivers never misses. Uh, and he definitely never. didn't miss with this one. The man with the best music in the business. Here comes Kenny. Kenny, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I've had a couple of people say it to me tonight. They don't know what it is about Tristan Rivers' music, but it never gets old. You can listen to that song time and time and time again, and it never gets old, and I couldn't agree more. How are you doing, my friend? How are you doing today? Awesome, guys. Thanks for your patience. And, man, I'm sure you've talked about it already, but uh, awesome crowd and Awesome to see what uh, Will and Emma and the crew here at TCB has done for us. Yes, definitely very hydrated with water here, people. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> me too, uh, me too, Ken. This, 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 was a, this was one of the world records, I think, for uh, in terms of posting. Uh, did, our, did our best to get that column in quickly. Uh, not a ton to write about for the Jets today, or not a lot, of, not a lot to write home about anyway, but... Uh, certainly, uh, you know, fun and festive atmosphere here uh, when it comes to uh, the crowd at uh, TCB here, that's for sure. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. So, Ken, I'm going to, uh, we, we had the buffet. We literally had the buffet <laughs> yeah. here earlier on tonight. The best pizza that you could have in this entire city, in this entire province. And I'm going to tell you, my daughter's always already told me it's the best pizza that she's ever had before, and I can't disagree. Uh, but uh, you're going to have to... Leave the pizza buffet to the great people at TCB, Will and Emma. I want to hear your buffet on the game tonight. What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, the Jets were a little bit flat in terms of uh, not a lot of legs. Obviously, their power play looked pretty solid, but uh, they didn't have great legs for the majority of the game. Uh, they didn't generate a whole lot offensively, especially in the third period where, Sean, I think uh, you thought the same sort of thing. 
The Jets, this is one of those games where they've hung around long enough. You wondered if they might just have one of those shifts where uh, they put something together, make one great play, and maybe uh, get a backdoor tap-in or a redirection or something. But uh, they just couldn't generate much or stimulate any offensive pressure at 5-on-5. Five five. And uh, I thought that you know they, their puck management on the game-winning goal by Jared McCann just wasn't good enough. They you know It was a soft, soft rim around the boards. Uh, Kyle Connor got out-muscled along the boards, and then nobody was there to pick up Jared McCann, who made a perfect shot. Uh, and just like that, the Jets uh, suffer a defeat to the Kraken team that had been struggling a little bit of late, but obviously they're pretty hungry. Uh, you know, they've been in the race in the Pacific Division for the majority of the year here, so uh, it's interesting to see what uh, what they'll do after this. We know it's not getting any easier for them in uh, in terms of their scheduling. They've got the Ottawa Senators who have played better. Uh, well, that's late. a little easier, isn't it? I mean, they've won four in a row. It would have been easier until this week, I guess. But uh, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this: if my theory about the Winnipeg Jets, when they play their game, they expose the weaknesses in teams. It to me, it means a little less. I put a little less stock in teams coming in hot, like the Vancouver Canucks. Like, let's be honest: the Winnipeg Jets humbled the Vancouver Canucks, who had had a great record coming into that game. But I thought the Rick Bonus system of the Jets entirely exposed everything that was wrong with that team and i fully expect them to do the same thing against the ottawa senators yeah no doubt uh i'm gonna have to trade microphones with scotty here if nobody can hear me just uh we're doing i can hear you some people on the chat room say you can't hear me very well but uh we're out just out here doing our best uh yeah i mean you know what uh, Stuart in the chat says the Jets have been flat. Well, yeah, I mean, they played their seventh game in 11 days, so I'm not surprised yeah. that they're overly flat. But uh, for me, I mean, Rick Bonus was asked about maybe, you know, by Mike McIntyre about maybe changing the lineup to get some fresh legs. Well, I mean, he didn't have to change the lineup because he didn't overplay anyone the night before. So, and who would you take out? I mean, Axel Janssen Fialbi was great on Saturday. Kevin Stenberg. Was, was so you know good enough tonight that he got a promotion to you know 15 minutes because he was you know 67 percent in the circle so you know I, I do think Sean it's fair I, I think you asked me about Hanola before did you ask about Hanola before on the as part I of didn't. that question I no. didn't no never mind the beams from the outer space uh the, 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 that's how strong the free Villy movement is. I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Villy Hanela, um even when he's not being asked about. But uh, our friend uh, Alyssa is in the chat. She'll like, she'd like to know about. Uh, there you go, Liz. I, I, Liz, who is asking. Uh, we'll get Liz. to it. We'll get to it. Sorry, what, what was the question? Sorry about that. Um, to be honest, I can't remember. Yet. Uh, you're leaning on me a little too hard here. Uh, let, let's just move on. I want to get I want to get your take. Uh, actually, no. Before we do that, let's switch gears. I never announced the lamplighter. I want to announce this one, and I take great pride in this one because I know that she's felt that that we were mi- either missing her her entries or I'm not sure it was happening. But Julie Sue <laughs> has finally won the delicious frosty eight-pack of lamplighter. Julie! Now, here's the deal. 
Ju- Julie does not live in, in Winnipeg. Maybe she's coming here for Christmas, but she's hey. not here. But her brother, we both know well. He's the guy I told the story about. He has me golf with him during Rogers tournaments. And I used okay. to think it was because he thought I was a good golfer. And it turned out he said, no, I have you on my team because I'm the boss. And I lose when you're here, and I can't be winning at my own tournament. So he brings me in to bring everything down. He's probably going to get the eight-pack of lamp liquor, which kind of drives me nuts, but that's the way it goes. We don't discern. The random number generator throws it out there, and that's the way it goes. Uh, but, uh, hey, way I should, go, I should ask Way you, to go, Julie. I, I want to know about uh, your Johnson Group covered play of the game. Oh boy, uh, got you covered. Play of the game, I think, was the uh, you know the scrambling David Riddick. I think it might have been on the first or second shift of the game where the puck got behind him and, and somebody and the defenseman. Maybe it was Brendan Dillon. Got yeah, first him. period. I think it was Dillon, right? That got behind yeah. him and made sure the puck did not go in, uh, which allowed the Jets to uh, take the one nothing lead on the five on three goal from uh, Mark Scheifele. So that that is my got you covered. Uh, play of the game there, there there weren't a lot of plays of the game where the jets had each other covered but uh, oh, sorry you know what that's not right that's not a good I, answer. The, the yeah answer I, is I, kyle kappa bianco <laughs> sorry kyle kappa bianco coming to the aid of cole perfetti, perfetti. Uh, after yeah. after the hit from behind by jared mccann uh, uh turd ferguson sorry it was dylan sandberg and not brendan dylan you're right uh but i'm switching gears and let's switch that right over to kyle kappa bianco I thought that the referees, that should have been a four-minute minor to McCann and a two-minute roughing for Capabianco. I don't think there was enough there. I think that if uh, if Capabianco had you know, dropped his gloves or whatever else, then you can make that an even-up call. But for me, I think that the Jets should have had a power play. That was a hit clearly on the numbers and, you know, whatever. I'm not, again, that's not to suggest for one second that the roughing was what cost the Jets the game. The fact the Jets had no legs cost them the game. Uh, they were only able to generate yeah. at, at on the power play. But Kyle Capabianco, you know, Rick Bonus has said it countless times, and, and his uh, his players have also repeated the mantra. Uh, you attack one of us, you attack all of us. Um, you know, given the number of times Cole Perfetti has been on the receiving end of a uh, you know, suspect hit, Kyle Capabianco has to step in there, and he did, and that's why I'm giving him the the audible version of We've Got You Covered by the good folks, the OGs at the Johnson Group. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Um, let's get into it. And you know what? Because we're running things long, I'd like you to give Sweet Lou a shout-out if you could. Sure. For all the folks uh, you know, if in the real estate uh, you know, game, if you're looking to buy, you're looking to sell, you're looking to see what your house is worth, looking to potentially move, uh, Lou Ferland's your guy at Royal Page Dynamic Realty. You can reach him at 204-791-9971 or at the office at 204-989-5000. Email lou at louferland.ca. That's lou at l-o-u-f-u-r-l-a-n.ca. And the website is so, so for those who don't know about the de- delay, Sweet Lou just came up on the screen here, and he got the big, he got the big the cheer. cheer. The People love Sweet Lou. Oh, they God. love Sweet Lou. Oh, I don't know what great I know what it is because he's a great human being. But my goodness, people love Sweet Lou, and man, does he look good in that picture. And I should say, uh, 
He looks good. One of the reasons in that picture is because Frankie and the boys of Vittorio Rossi took care of him in there. We should give a shout out to them if you want to look like Kenny and Rennie. But more importantly, Ken, I don't think you and I sell lots, but Sweet Lou does sell a lot. So uh, if you want to look like Sweet Lou, head on down to Vittorio Rossi. Go see Frankie and the boys. They'll make you look like Sweet Lou and make you look like a million bucks. That's good stuff. Uh, and... Uh, I'm wondering if we should go already. I, I haven't. I haven't been perusing the home field comments. I want to do the dig deeper because we've got. Not only did we reveal Scotty's uh, his video on today's show, which you weren't there for, we're going to reveal the prize that people win it win for the dig deeper home field contest. I can't wait to do that. And we've been just so you know, we've been carefully cataloging who won the home field. Uh, dig deeper comments of the game uh, since the beginning and we've got that prize ready to hand out I'm going to show it <laughs> off on the show here tonight uh, we'll get to that and we'll get to that comment but uh, I'm going to start with you Scotty because we haven't heard from you for a while Kyle Connor I looked at this and uh, it's crazy for us to think and I don't how good you have to be that I still I don't know about other people I still kind of feel like Kyle Connor is having a slow season right now. I know, I know he's on. I know he's on pace to where he was. I hear you though. Year. Yeah, it still feels like Kyle Connor is quietly putting together a season as good as his season was last year. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I, you know, I think Kenny, Kenny's still in my limelight here. Yeah, no, that's fine. They're nice. That's a hell of a. That's, that's awesome. Good. That's but good. I agree. I mean, that's I agree. A Kyle yeah, Kyle Connor. Um, yeah, I, I looked at it the other day, and like, uh, I was having an argument with a coworker who didn't want to do a story on Kyle Connor because they didn't realize why. Uh, and I was like, "Well, he's second on the team in points right now." And he's like, There's "I no feel way. like you need to out that coworker." Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> I only have two others, so it's not difficult to figure out. But, um, but no, uh. it was like, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he couldn't believe it. But you know, after last game, Kyle Connor was tied for the team league in points, right? And it's just because he doesn't have the goals, right? If he had 30 goals this season, like Connor McDavid, well, then you'd be, you know, you would be, I think you just, that's what you come to expect from Kyle Connor is all the goal scoring, right? Um, this year, he's been doing it with with, with, with the Apples. And, 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 and it's been, I don't want to call him a more complete player. Like, I feel like, I mean, I, I was writing this, I was banging this drum for a long time that Kyle Connor was like one of the most underreplayed players in the league. Um, I don't think he's that anymore. But I think he's show, it's just a different dimension of his game this year, right? Like, you know, he's found a way to still produce the points, even if it hasn't been, you know, hat tricks and two goal games and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, and, and he's still just so brilliant, like on, in, in, on the forecheck and all that kind of thing. Um, he's been doing a really good job of that. So um, I, I've enjoyed the quiet season uh, because, you know, I, I, still, I don't think it hasn't been noticeable. Um, I just think that you have to be able to, like, you you, you got to watch the game. You watch the games and you see Kyle Connor doing all sorts of things, from the cheeky passes to all that stuff. But he hasn't gotten frustrated when he wasn't getting the goals there for a while. Um, and he was still putting up the assists. So I've, I've liked what I've seen from him. I, I, I don't think it's a, a down year or anything like that. He might not get close to 50 like we all kind of had um on 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 our on our on our predictions for this season um but he's probably still going to put up 90 points this year he's, he is on pace for that again um and he had 93 last year to set the franchise or at least the jets 2.0 uh record there so uh, yeah i think he's he's just doing it in a different way this year 
and it's probably more of a growth in his game than anything that I would say um, that he doesn't always have to do it just by goals, but he can, you know, be the guy that he had the assist on, on a few of them as well. Uh, Kenny, I want your thoughts on this same thing as well. Yeah, I like the way that Kyle Kyle Connor has been playing. Uh, he's been selfie. Steady. Oh selfie. yeah, <laughs> things are happening in real time here, folks. Mid show selfie, I love it. Yeah, I, I liked a lot about Kyle Connor's game. I mean, it, it, we know, I mentioned the. It's not only his fault on the on the game winner. I mean, I think he needed to play that a little bit stronger along the boards. Oh, yeah. But the D man did a nice job of pinching down on him for sure. Uh, but overall, his all-around game is improving. I mean, it still needs improvement. But show me, show me a lot of offensive players whose defensive game doesn't need work. I mean, I think where you are seeing improvement uh, in terms of Kyle's two-way game is his ability on the back pressure and that element of his game. Um, you know, again, he's never going to be a physical guy, but he's harder on the puck in terms of creating some issues on the forecheck and disrupting. Keep going. Yeah, it's already on Max, my bud. Okay. It's the head. All it's right. the microphone. Okay. Keep the reason why keep, I bought it, we you can have yours back, is so that I could use my microphone. Well, you can come <laughs> get it. <laughs> no, bring it over here. Come on. I'm behind the desk. <laughs> Anyways, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah, we'll need the shovel to dig our way out of the hole here. This dig deeper hole. Um, no, I think Kyle's doing a nice job uh, on a lot of fronts. I yeah. do agree with Scotty. He's got it nailed uh, right on the head. It's not just his goal scoring. His ability to pass has always been there, yeah. uh, but he's really elevated that element. And, it, you know, it's more obvious when he isn't scoring at a 50-goal pace. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good things happening in Kyle Connor's game. Sean, now you made it back to your computer, but you didn't bring the microphone over when you went, went back there. What's going on here? It's a wake-up. That is, exactly, is. that is a wake-up. There wake you up. go. Just, just hold on. Keep, keep making your point. There's. Uh, I'm done with the point. That's all I got. That's okay. What's the mic drop? Hang on. Hang on. Right. I'm going to give you – I didn't hear anything of what you just said. I'm just going to be honest. I've got, I'm having my own technical issues over here. Uh, <laughs> you can bring that point up again. I want you to handle this, dude. Uh, talk about Hanla, and we'll bring that up. I oh. like, honestly, I'm having issues of my own, trying to fix your issues, which are quite honestly bringing this show down. Ken, I gotta say, but uh, we can make that again. And if, if you're trying to pick a fight, oh, Sean is just. I need your thoughts on Billy Hanla first. Uh, I think that Rick Bonus made the right choice uh, in terms of his lineup decisions today. Uh, and I think that Vili Hanel will be in the lineup on Tuesday night, and that's not a knock on on Kyle Capabianco, but I think that you know the Jets' first power play unit was fantastic. Uh, the second unit didn't really have a lot of opportunity based on how well they played, but uh, I think the whole point of having Vili Hanel recalled is to get him into the lineup, uh, yeah. and I think we're going to see him play, and I think it's important for him uh, I, said, I predicted the last time he was called up that it would be the last time he went down. He has gone down since. But I do think that this is his opportunity to show if he's ready to be a full-time NHLer. So I expect him to play on Tuesday. I think that that's, that's a fine and smart decision by Rick Bonus, And then it will be up to Vili Hainala. But I'm also not saying you should play him one time and take him out if he struggles. Hainala needs to be given a run of games. Nate Schmidt is out for a month, basically, four to six weeks. 
Uh, Logan Stanley is not in any danger of returning to the lineup probably before three or four weeks. So play Vili Hanela for an extended period of time and then see where he's at. If he's ready, if he's ready, he'll show you that he's ready. Uh, and then we'll see where things go from there. Um, but I do think he deserves an extended run here, and I expect he will get it. And I also expect that based on how Kyle Capabianco has played over the last couple of games, that he's not going to go a month between games either, nor does he deserve to. Hey, are you still yeah, there. here? All right, you want, you want me to go? You want me to go, Sean? I can just take one. I still don't have an audio. Oh, you can't hear? I still don't have audio, but I can hear you from across the room like everybody okay. else. You need me to I yell? Heard you, I heard you got like, it was like a borderline standing over here. I can't hear it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what they're hearing. I, my audio issues must be crazy. I don't know why you would get around applause for that. I don't know what's Say, buddy, soon, soon I'll be doing the Hulkamania here. The Hulkamania. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Wow. Tell me you've had too much to drink without telling me you've had too much to drink. Look at this audience in here. <laughs> I wanted to say, Unreal. I think from what we talked about, Rick Bonus is in a little bit of a tough spot right now because, to your point, um, if you're going to bring Bailey Hanlon to the lineup, we know that Rick Bonus wants to make sure that he's rewarding people for doing a good job, right? Capo Bianco has done everything that he's been asked to do since he's been coming in to the point that under most systems, you wouldn't replace Capo Bianco. Like Hanlon would have a hard time getting into the lineup, but I agree with you. It's important to bring in Bailey Hanlon because this is a situation, and I think that it's recognized by his head coach in this situation, by the entire organization, that Billy Hanla needs some confidence building here, right? But it's at the stage where, and I do know that Rick Bones has been that kind of guy who said, listen, everyone takes their turn. I made the point last show, and it's a good point. I want to make sure Kevin Sawyer gets his shout out because he's the guy that I talked about this with. And he pointed out the fact that Rick Bonus seems to like to take guys out of a game after they've had a good game so that they don't feel like they're getting pulled out of the lineup because they failed but because this team is so deep, everybody needs their turn. So I get it. I get that, you know, there's going to need to be a turn for Billy Hanla. But if Capo Bianco goes out at this stage, then you're very much telling him you are here to kind of plug the gap here or there, right? And that hasn't really been Rick Bonus's style. Right? Like if you think about all the guys who come into the lineup, Mikey Asamont came in, and I think we all thought he was going to be a guy who plugged the gap. And then all of a sudden, he's playing on the second line on this team, right? Rick Bonus has done a good job of bringing guys into the lineup. And when they've shown well, he's given them really, really good opportunities. So taking him out for Vili Hanla, to me, smacks of trying to build the confidence of a player who needs confidence building at the NHL level. But it also smacks of putting that individual over the greater good of the team that is succeeding right now because of the contributions of these peripheral players. So I think it's tough. It, it's almost, Ken, like Dylan Sandberg would be the guy who would come out of the lineup because you can say, Dylan, you've had a string of really great games. We're going to take you out because we need to find space. We're going to put these guys in. I'm just saying this for the first time is where Rick Bonus's system of let's bring this guy and give him a chance is going to be tested because no one expected anything from Mikey Asmont, right? No one expected anything from Kevin Stenland. 
the city is expecting a lot from Vili Hainla, and I think it creates a really interesting situation on the back end. Scotty, I'm going to let you handle the response to that to start. I mean, I think you're right, but like, I think this is more about business than anything. Like, they need to figure out what I they have. I just got have. a fist bump, by the way, Ken. I know you got a standing ovation, but I got a who? fist bump for that last From point. who? Sorry. Well, the guy you've been buying drinks at the table over there. Yeah, okay, I got it. Um, but no, like, I think I think this is a this is a business, and they got to figure out what they have in Billy Hanala, so they can figure out what they're going to do with Billy Hanala come the trade deadline. Because you know, what are teams going to come asking for here? They're going to want a blue chip prospect, and they might want a blue chip prospect, <laughs> prospect defenseman. I hadn't even heard that. You hadn't heard it? Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I roasted you, Sean. And he still, he, he'll find this out in five minutes or 30 seconds or whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, no, like, I, I think Vili Hanlon needs to play um, because they need to figure out where the – like the Jets need to figure out where he stands in the organization um and and the jets need to figure out what they they can depend on him for and if he's going to be a part of the future in this team because i think at some point there's going to be other teams that want him there's going to be pressure from from Vili that he's going to want maybe out of here um and the jets are going to have teams asking for him as a part of a trade deadline deal um if they're going to get better so i think at some point you know the jets need to figure out what they actually have and finally give him a run of games I, do, I agree with Kenny 100%. I think this guy needs to play a run of games to actually not just build his confidence, but see what he can go with that. Um, he just hasn't really had that in this league. And there's a spot on the power play now to do it. So put him on the power play and let him run with it. Go ahead, Ken. I see your hand. You put your hand up like three times now. So go ahead. Sorry, I'm using your mic. So actually, you the can... other time I was lifting the table, it wasn't actually oh, okay. a pause. So don't worry. There was only one of those. So, uh, Sean, just to your point, I mean, the difference is. Kyle Capabianco's job is to be the extra guy who stays ready in, when an opportunity arises. I mean, he has done a nice yeah, job that's filling his job. in. That's his job. His is job his is job. to be the next guy up. So, Vili Hanela's job is to show if he's ready or not. And if he is ready, he's either going to show that he's ready and take his spot, or to Scott's point, he is going to show what kind of value he might have in terms of there being potential trade candidates. I still don't think that it's an obvious trade candidate, but I I do think it's a positive. That's going to be the guy that teams are asking about. So depending on how big game hunting the Jets are going to go after, uh, you know, we talked about Bo Horvat a lot. I mean, the Jets, if the Jets want Bo Horvat, they're looking at trading a first round pick, probably Villianela and probably something else. So that, that's the kind of package you're talking about to get a high end, you know, top flight player. So, um, yeah. I understand where you're coming from, Sean, and Capabianco has done nothing to show that he deserves to come out. But it's not like he's had a run of 20 games where he has no. solidified his job either. He's played four games, two of them in a month. So while he's done everything that's been asked of him, his job was to be a depth player. Billy Hanel's job is to show he can be an offensive player at the NHL level and show if or when he's ready to roll. Uh, so I, I, I agree with the, everything that you guys are saying. I just think this is uncharted territory. Like this is an area we haven't gone to with the Winnipeg Jets, right? Because if you're talking about Mikey A coming rolling into the lineup, right? Well, yeah, he's going to get an opportunity on that second line. But when, when Nick Ehlers comes back, right? 
He's going to leave the lineup. We know that. Why? Because Nick Ehlers is an established NHLer. The difference here is that Billy Hanela is not an established NHLer. Billy Hanela is a player that, the, despite the fact that he may be a high-end prospect, he's a guy who's failed to make this team out of training camp. He's a guy who already this season got brought in, was given an opportunity, and didn't capitalize on that played opportunity. two games, Sean. Whereas Capo Bianco has come in, and Capo Bianco has done the job extremely well that's been asked of him in this situation. Guys, there's not for a second here that I'm telling you that Billy Hanley is not going to get an opportunity. I'm not saying that. So I think we may be arguing different things. What I am this saying is-, is this is a test to Rick Bonus's structure and how he has handled the culture of this team, the ability to get a lot out of players that you would not expect to get a lot out of. This is a test to what he's done. Unlike he's faced so far this season, I think it's a challenge because I think the Jets' success this year is that everybody is bought in. And Capo Bianco has every reason to believe that if Billy Hangler jumps up and goes into the lineup and they give him a string of games like you guys are asking him to get for the purpose of trying to build his confidence at the NHL level, you give a player like Capo Bianco every reason to check out. And that is not the way Rick Bonus has handled this before this. It would be entirely different. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that Capo Bianco has supplanted him. But what I am saying is it's a challenge to the system, unlike we've seen so far this year. We're seeing it right now, Sean. I mean, you used Asimov as an example. Where was he the last two games? In the press box, which yeah. is where Capo Bianco is going to be on Tuesday. Even though you build your way up the Who has there, replaced Mikey Asamon? Kevin Stenland, who's played fine. I mean, doing a nice job. Carson Cooley's exactly. done nothing. Kevin Stenland on, is Capo Bianco. No, you're th- no you're he's not. The wrong Carson, players. He is. I am not. No, I'm not. Carson Coolman was put in the top six with having no attachment whatsoever to the Jets other than being claimed off waivers. So yeah. Kevin I mean, Stenland came in, did very good, and, and is on the staying in still. the lineup. So but Capo he moved on to the fourth line, though, Stenland, Sonny. I know that guy. To be honest with you, I, I don't like this debate. I don't think we're solving anything with this. I'm saying that this is a challenge to the philosophy. I'm a, we're arguing spots and lineups. I'm saying that this is a, a legit challenge to Rick Bonus's philosophy that has been successful so far this year. If you bring in Billy Hanel and Billy Hanel plays the way that he's played, makes the mistakes that he's made, Billy Hanel is with the I just think Kyle- for a reason. And but if it- you take a guy who's been there waiting for his chance and being a good soldier when he was there and take him out, what you are saying is we're bringing Billy Hanela in for the good of Billy Hanela to give him a string of games for the good of Billy Hanela, not for the good of this team. And that has not been how Rick Bonus has handled this situation at all this year. Sorry, the only way Hanela is going to get that run of games, Sean, is if he does what you're asking him to do. If he doesn't buy in, Billy's going to be on the moose again. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, it's it's arguing your point, but they're not they're not asking Billy Hanela to be a savior. The Jets are where they are because of their buyout or because they're buy-in. I mean, if Hanela doesn't buy in, 
there will no there will be no run of games. And Guys, you know who you about. know who is the last player I can remember that got a string of games because he needed confidence with the Winnipeg Jets? Well, Veselainen. It was Veselainen, and that was under a different coaching system. This is all I'm saying. It's an entirely different philosophy. Rick yeah. Bonus has not coached his team to build up players. He's coached this team to build up this team by using players and giving them opportunity. And what you guys are suggesting is a Maurice way of thinking. No, I think you're giving the guy an opportunity, Sean. Are you not giving the guy the opportunity? Like, what, like, what, what I'm about responding to what you guys said. You guys said he can't just come into the lineup for one game. He needs to get in for a string of games. I, I think, he, well, of course he does. I mean, he's played two games this year, and that's, then they took him out. That's for not the, how they've operated this year. That's, that's what they did with him earlier this year. They literally put him in for two games, and then what was it? Uh, Stanley came back, and then they took him out and put Stanley back in the lineup. That's my point. Is you well, guys are saying he needs a string is, of games? That's not how they're. That's not how Rick Bonus operates. Well, they were healthy then, though. Now you can do it where you can give him who else is playing other than him. And this is Kyle Capobianco's role. His role is to fill holes, but he doesn't need to fill a hole if Billy Hanel is playing. I, like I don't really understand. I just I'm not entirely sure what your point is. Is what I'm saying. I don't. Because I don't know how you're missing it. To be honest well, with no, you. Let me let me bridge the gap here between the two of you. Hang on a second. I think you have to give an opportunity to the guy who is drafted 20th overall in the first round, not the guy you picked up on waivers. That's all. Well, Capabianco I'll bridge the gap here, Scotty. All right, you do it. Sean, you. Thanks. It's, it makes sense what you're saying, but you have to remember, Sean, what did Rick Bonus say at training camp? Billy Hanel was behind... Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk, and Nate Schmidt when it came to having an offensive opportunity. Now that offensive opportunity has arrived. Yes. Kyle Capabianco can run a second power play, but his ceiling is not at the same place as Vili Hanela's ceiling is. If the Jets play Vili Hanela for a 10-game stretch, it's because they believe he can help them, not because they're trying to help his confidence. Though obviously playing an extended run would help his confidence. So I don't think that they're going out of their way just to help Vili Hainala feel good about themselves. They have to find out if Vili Hainala can actually help the Winnipeg Jets or help someone else. When, when, and when and else, else are they going to do that? When else are they going to do that if not now? With right? all the like, contracts they have in the system, yeah, they have to try it now because it's the first time they've had a long stretch of time to do it. Sean, now we know how to get Sean's spirits back up. Get, hit, hit, the, hit the music. Hit the music. Hit the music. Is it time hit to hit the music? Greg asking for it. Let's do it. It's time to hit the music. Let's make this a Sean's headband version of the Kenny and Rennie live at TCB show. Here we go. I'm going to tell you this, boys. When you now hit the he's music, folks. Now at the end of it, when it's always over, whoever's wearing the headband won the argument. That's just how it goes here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. 
Um, guys, we got to talk about Dave Riddick because everyone's. Uh, it's funny. I was sitting uh, at our. Oh, oh, I gotta show Let this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold hold on. There we go. Roy Mack. Roy Mack is wearing the, the. There it is. I thought Tremendous. I was the only one in the city of Winnipeg who had one of those. Man, Roy <laughs> Mack hasn't had hair like that since 30 years ago. What's going on here? Um, we got to talk about it. I, I was talking with uh, my buddy Dwighty, the coach of the AAA Eastman uh, selects earlier on tonight. And when that a couple of those goals went in on David Riddick, I can't help but question this guy's. Every time that happens, I always look and I think, I wonder if that goal would have gone in on Connor Hellebuck. Is this a night that you pin anything that happens to the Jets on David Reddick? No, no. Uh, I mean, that, that game winner is a perfect shot, right? I mean, that is, that, that, that's a perfect shot, right between the helmet and the shoulder, and he puts it right over. I mean, you can't place that shot better. Um, the backhand goal, I don't know. Like, I mean, that, that's a tough shot, though. I mean, you don't really... You don't expect a goal like that to, or a shot like that to even come at you. Um, and so, no, I'm not. But I, I think it's been hard to blame anything really on Dave Riddick this year. Like, I mean, in the games that he's given up, I mean, other than that Jack Eichel goal in Vegas that he just basically handed to Jack Eichel, um, the rest of it has just been some breakdowns. I mean, even on the game winner tonight, I mean, as great as that shot was, it was a defensive breakdown that like kind of led to it, right? So, um, no, I thought, I thought Dave Riddick was good during the game. Um, I think the problem sometimes with the Jets is they get it, you know, they get an, let's say a quote unquote average performance from their goaltender, but they don't outscore the other team to help out their goaltender and, and vice versa. Like they'll, they'll, they'll win games because Connor Hellebuck will, you know, pull them out of the fire, make 40, 45 saves at night. Um, I, I, you'd like to see some reciprocation, I guess, from the players to go out and outscore maybe, you know, if you want to call those bad goals, I don't even think any of them tonight were. Um, I just think they need to score more. Yeah. Ken? And the, the other thing too, about I mean, the second goal by Donato was a perfect tip, but the yeah. Jets were kind of sleeping out of the gate. You can't give up. A, if you're leading a game, you can't give up a goal, the game time goal, 16 seconds into a period. I mean, that's just uh, not something the Jets have done this year. They were sleeping a little bit out of the gate. And somebody asked earlier, why not play Hellebuck tonight? I mean, Connor Helbuck's played 24 out of 31, and the Jets are in a stretch of seven games in 11 days. That's why you don't play Hellebuck today. I don't think Hellebuck would have been taxed yesterday, no. Uh, he wasn't busy, but, I mean, Hellebuck needed a break because he's going to play two more games this week before the Christmas break arrives. Yeah, uh, I've got no issue with you know, Rick has to play David Riddick. Riddick needs to get somewhere around 20 to 22 games so that the Jets can get this version of Connor Hellebuck when they're in the playoffs, they don't want him burnt out. We saw what happened to Jacob Markstrom, and the Jets don't want him to be burned out in the first or second round of the playoffs. If they want to go in, yes, first they have to get there, first and foremost. But they need Riddick to give them somewhere in the vicinity of you know 18 to 20 starts. Uh, that's oh, my Sean. opinion, oh. and he's, he's at seven right now. <laughs> Sean, you can't you can't point to that. How do you earn a spot if you're not playing in the NHL? Like he's done everything you can do in the AHL. Like right. we're going back to this. So, okay, kind of, so no, so not, how you not, earn a how you no no I'll just, I'll finish this out. How you earn a spot is you don't have a team set aside a certain amount of games for you to play to get your feet underneath you because that's not the way the NHL works. Like if you are if you are 
an organization that is not very good, if you're the Arizona Coyotes and you need to give Clayton Keller a spot to do whatever he needs to do to grow him as a player, you do that because you're not winning right now. So you can focus on developing players that you think are going to help you in the future in that situation. That's not where the Winnipeg Jets this are. This team right? missed that window, Sean. Hold on a sec. You oh, had oh. to say the Winnipeg Jets. The listen Winnipeg to the Jets people. Are in a situa- I'm not listening listen to, to people. the people. Do they have a microphone? I don't see T. Will with a microphone over there. I've got a microphone. And all i got to say is, listen, it's not up to the Winnipeg Jets to nurse Billy Hainel along and get him to where he needs to be. Yes, That's it is. Job. They yes, need to is. win games right now. No, Whose who's job is it, Sean? You're talking about Paul Maurice thinking. The Winnipeg sure. Jets have been about opportunity and capitalizing on opportunity. He's had an opportunity. He plays a great game, then keep him in. And if he plays a good game after that, then keep him in. But this idea of giving him a string of games, because that's what Billy Hanlon needs to go along, is worrying about Billy Hanlon over the Winnipeg Jets. That's not what Rick Bonus does. That's not what we've seen this year. Sure. I, I think you're wrong. I'm just going to say sure. that. You're wrong. Well, uh, you're wrong. sure, and you think I'm wrong, then you're, why would you say sure? Because, because, because Sean, you're, they didn't give him a chat at the end of last year when they could have actually given him a run of games. So when else are you going to do it? Oh, and, that's and, a whole and, Hold on, hold on, yes, hold on. Did, you did they mess chat. that up? Yes. You had your yes. chat. And, and you've said it's not the team's job to nurture him along. Who else's job is it? Whose job is it, Sean? Whose job is it? Oh my goodness, Scott. These guys get overall. paid millions of dollars to, to walk into a league and carve out their own spot. I don't, know, to, I don't know what you're talking about, car- but I'm like, I, I'm hey, like going up to the me, mic. Tell me, me where to sign order, up. Order in the court here. Order in the court. Order. To worry about me and put me ahead of the team. You have to play your first round pick, Sean. You have to play him. No, you you have to fight. Yes, you do. Where, where did that get the Jets with v- Veselainen? What, what do you mean, where did it get them? He got him back to Finland, and now he's not on the team anymore because they don't need him. Good point, Scott. No, Good so point. how are you going to find that out about Billy Why, why are you arguing my side now? What happened? I'm not arguing side? your side. Oh, man. Oh. All right, hang on a second. I need a here. drink. Yeah, hang on a second here. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to answer this question from Bobby. We needed so we to answer with the track, hot, hot okay? heat. Here it comes. Yeah, that's good. It's good to keep the heat on here. Uh, Bobby, uh, Rick Bonus talks about this regularly. The reason Hellebuck played in Vancouver is because the Canucks had won seven of their last ten games. So their recent block of games was strong. I think Seattle only won one of their last seven. So that's why they're confident going with the backup in the back end. Most of the time, most teams play their starter in the front end. So again, I don't, I don't, I don't like that theory. And I also don't think I like the theory of Riddick costing the Jets uh, because he didn't. I thought Riddick was fine today. Yeah. Sorry, Ken. Uh, I didn't guys, take your spot, but Sean's wrong. And so you know as well as I do, you got to point him out when he's wrong. That's all. Uh, Go ahead, Sean. Uh, T. Will. T. Will. Look at T. Will. Uh, you know what? I, I'll give T. Will this. I thought that he would crumble face-to-face in a live audience, but he's striving. Give it to T. Will. He's going at it. Hey, Kenny. Hey, uh, uh, well done. Hang on one second. Um, Sean, just uh, our, our guy Marshall, uh, we're thinking of you. Uh, Marshall Patterson and Elena, they were hoping to come home for Christmas but weren't able to get back to the peg. So thanks for joining us tonight, Marshall. Uh, we know we would have loved to have had you here and 
we'll get you out for another uh, Kenny and Rennie live event uh, in okay. the new year if possible. Before we wrap this up, I need some time. I, I've been too busy obliterating Scott uh, to oh. look for a home field. <laughs> oh, yeah. The crowd knows who won that, Shani. Yes, yes. I've been too busy obliterating Scott to look for a home field comment. So I'm going to give you guys the floor. You can make whatever point you want before the end of the game here. Uh, and then I'm going to go find this home field comment. Tell me, if you, here's, here's the floor. Buffet's back open. Uh, Scotty, we'll start with you. Something that you want to say about tonight's game, a point that you think is important to be made. And listen, after your performance right here, you better come oh up my goodness. right now. Uh, about this game? Is that the question? Just like Yeah, sure. Yeah. Around? Or, oh, no. hey, anything you want. Anything you want. I mean, I didn't think the Jets were out of that game. That's all. I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, I thought they played a reasonable game on the second half of back-to-back. -back. I mean, they didn't win. Um, you know, the late goal was a defensive lapse. But, you know, other than that, no, I, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I mean, I thought they were good. I'll let Kenny go. He's been, been – he looks like he's thirsty after I uh, – after I, me and you kind of went toe-to-toe -to -toe there. So, I'll let Kenny go. No Go problem ahead, whatsoever. I think you guys, yeah. uh, as usual, covered. No, I can, can. I need don't, you to step up. On, don't, don't worry. I, I know it's time for me oh. to filibuster here. Don't we? I'm in, <laughs> I'm in sync with you, even though I didn't get here for the start of the show. Uh, you know, this is a big test for the Jets this week. Here, we know they're still in a good position. Uh, they have three important games coming up this week. They play the Ottawa Senators and they play the Boston Bruins, and they'll play uh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, you know, it'll be an interesting week ahead for them. They came up with a very, very strong effort against the Vancouver Canucks, uh, where all four of their lines were cruising. I mean, Mark Shifley, I, think, I mean, I'm guessing you guys spent some time talking about him before I got here. Um, no. 19, 19 goals for Mark Shifley. I mean, Mark has done an, you know, Mark was under the microscope more than any other player going into this year. We yeah. know there's some things about Pierre-Luc Dubois' future that we're unsure or unclear about. Mark Shifley needed to have a great start to the year. Mark is playing at an incredibly high level. Josh Morrissey, nine-game point streak. I mean, it's an absurd run that he's on. Uh, up to 31 assists on the season. I mean, incredibly impressive. Um, Dubois, again, all over the map in the blue paint. Sean, for that power play goal on the rebound. Very impressive. Uh, the Jets are missing some key cogs. They're going to need complementary scoring. They got that on Saturday night. They didn't get a whole lot cooking on Sunday in terms of their 5-on-5 five five play. Outscored 3 to nothing. That's the game for me, nothing else. It's not goaltending. It's not anything else. The Jets' power play was there. Their 5-on-5 five five play wasn't good enough, and most of the reason because they didn't have their legs. But guess what? They don't have a lot of time to rest. They're off Monday, but they're traveling, and then they're going to have to play right away 3-4 and four going into the break. They're going to try to feel, you know, they're going to feel good about themselves going into the break, but it's a big week for the Jets on a number of fronts. Okay. Uh, good stuff, guys. Really appreciate you joining us. Uh, really appreciate the chat room joining us as usual. I know I didn't pay as much attention to it uh, tonight as I usually do. That's just uh, been the trick. Uh, but boy, we sure appreciate the live audience that was here. We sold out here tonight. I got to say, someone made a comment about it's late. A lot of people had to go home, but it was jam-packed. It was buzzing in here. We had an awesome time tonight. I'm kind of surprised that they were sporting Kenny's and uh, uh, Scotty's takes here. But you know, people have the right to be wrong. They have the right to be wrong. 
and they exercised it here tonight. And I've got all the respect in the world for that. Uh, before oh. we do go, I wanted to give a couple shout outs. Uh, hey, come on. I thought Josh you were showing group. off the shovel. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We get whoa. There? You're doing what Scott did last show. Whoa. Do you, do you want to come to this computer and do my job? <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Hey, First, if you're doing your job oh, properly, I wouldn't have to do your job. We need to take care of a couple things. This, this is like my shout-out. We had it earlier in the game, but that we've got you covered. Play of the game. You had a good one there, and I want to give a shout-out to the Kenny and Randy OGs, the Johnson Group. You won't find two businesses with the same challenges, but you will find 30,000 businesses with Chambers Plan employee benefits proudly administered by our friends at Johnson Group. Chambers Plan is Canada's number one plan for employee benefits because it evolves with the way you work and live. The plan is run as a not-for-profit designed specifically to support small businesses and its unique pooling strategy keeps rates stable so you won't have any surprises at your next renewal. Chambers Plan now comes with professional consulting on key financial, legal, and HR issues and teledoc telemedicine services are included with every health option. See how Chambers Plan can benefit your business by visiting Chambers Plan. .ca. And I got to give a shout out to the people at Cambrian Credit Union as well. Ken, you and I, both members of Cambrian Credit Union, we know about their website launch that happened in early November. They're still celebrating that. Ken, you and I are both celebrating it as well because we use these uh, websites and boy, are they easy to use. One thing we use as well is their unfee account. We save $222 per year simply by setting up a recurring direct deposit every month to our Cambrian checking or savings account. That's how we qualify. No minimum balance is required. And let's get to the big unveiling. It wasn't just Scotty's song here tonight. Uh, it's our friends it at Homefield who have announced the Dig Deeper Award. We've been doing it since about show 10. And I can tell you, we promised there was an award coming for the people who won the Dig Deeper Award. We expect those people to make sure that they dig deeper. They get good, con not this surface stuff that T. Wills does. None of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's T. Will. That's T. Will. He's taking that comment hard. But we want the people who come into the comment uh, room and give us the, the deeper analysis tonight. That goes to Whiskey Coop, who says backups don't steal games. They offer solid play. No one picks up one B that steals games. Those are solid ones. I'll tell you, Comrie did that last year, right? But what happened to Comrie? He ended up getting stolen by another team and being put in a first you know, a, a number one role for at least a limited time. But this is a good point. David Riddick came out there tonight, allowed three goals. You talked about it, that that game-winning goal is essentially a perfect shot. Nothing wrong with David Riddick on this night. He gave everything you could expect by a goaltender. This is one of those nights that if Connor Hellebuck was in that, maybe they would have lost as well. But anyone who's taken a look at a game like this on a back-to-back -back where the Jets are out of gas and looking at David Riddick and pointing the finger need to figure out a better place to point their finger. That's a great comment. And because of that, uh, that whiskey, whiskey coupe wins. Our home field dig deeper award, and we're gonna. It's a shovel. How do you dig deeper? You get out the shovel, and the shovel has got the home field symbol, the dig deeper, and the K and R symbol. We'll be handing these out retroactively to everyone who's won before tonight, and we'll be handing them out tonight. <laughs> Actually, T Will won one of these. T Will won two of these. What's he gonna do with two shovels? He's going to hit shovel his way out of all the bad takes that he keeps dropping on Kenny and Randy. That's what's going to happen. Thank you so much to everybody who showed up here tonight. Thank you uh, to the chat room for showing up as always. Scotty, you did a great job here tonight. So did you, Weber. And I got to say, 
One thing we always like to end this with is if you appreciate the conversations that are happening in this space, please, please appreciate our sponsors who make sure that these conversations continue in this space for us. That's Vittorio Rossi, Trans Canada Brewing Company, Johnston Group, Lou Ferlin, Cambrian Credit Union, and Homefield. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate this. We cannot wait for the next live show, which will be on January 21st. Until then, and until the next game, which is on what day, Ken? Tuesday. 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 Tuesday after Ottawa, home game. We'll see you there. We'll be dressed up back in our Vittorio Rossi suits. Can't wait to see everybody. It's been a great night. Thank you so much.